Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the European launch of Disney Plus. We'll be talking about all the new Disney nature stuff that's going to be coming to Disney Plus next week. We'll also be talking about our thoughts of Be Our Chef, the brand new Disney Plus series. Maybe even a little bit about uh, Mulan and Black Widow as well, because there's lots of rumors and stuff swinging around there. And also a possible hint at some upcoming content that was revealed in a survey. But before we go into any of that, just a big thank you to all of our patrons, including Andrew, Giuseppe, Julie, and What's on Netflix. It makes all of the difference having support from you guys, even just from a small amount, especially at the minute. It just helps keep the podcast going. Um, and as you can see, um, we're kind of doing it a bit differently now. We're kind of, I'm recording from home because I can't actually go to work. So it's all like different times and stuff. And it's kind of quite um, weird doing it in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday on a sunny day I should be at work but it feels a bit weird but nevertheless if you haven't already done so make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com and join our Facebook group lots of people in there um, discussing stuff we're up to about 126,000 members in that Facebook group right now so big stuff so before we get into all the news um, obviously this week's a bit different because most of us have started to be home so what have you been watching? Uh, a lot of different things, honestly. And, you know, we've got such a backlog of um, movies and television shows, not just from Disney, but yeah. all over the place. So just kind of digging into that. So uh, on the Disney side, I've been watching Gargoyles, uh, which is what I've been wanting to watch, you know, since it was first announced on Disney Plus. But there's always been something else to, to kind of go in the place and I, I tried out stuff that I hadn't watched before like Gravity yeah. Falls and, and things and not this week I just need some comfort food uh, we're going Gargoyles and I watched I think like 20 episodes of it I mean they're only <laughs> half hour episodes yeah. but it's still it's, it's a significant amount for me because I don't typically binge I'll be honest, I've been trying to avoid watching television during the day. Um, I was just trying to get to the thing of like, when my wife would come back from hospital, um, then we would sit down and watch television. So I've been sitting down in television just watching it with her and trying to keep myself busy during the day. Luckily with the European launch, it's been pretty busy on the website, so I've been doing bits and pieces of that. But I did watch The Lion King. I literally was just watching just before we come on air, um, Rise of the Skywalker. Um, I've sent a copy for review purposes, so I'm just kind of watching that and then going to go through all the extras and stuff. So I've been doing that one. Like I said, um, watching a few bits and pieces, um, The Incredible Dr. Poe, we started watching that one. Shop Class, Be Our Chef, been doing that. A few different things, get, sort of get my wife to watch it because now we can watch it on the big screen. You know, we can fire it up now on the on our smart TV. I didn't think it, my smart TV was going to uh, be able to get Disney Plus because it's a little bit older, but it did. But I'll get into that in a bit later on. But being able to watch Disney Plus properly on the big screen, my wife now can just fire it up whenever she wants on the TV. And it's quite nice just being, being there. Just It's so much easier than it's been up to now. There are some obviously some differences that we'll get into a bit later on. But just jumping around a little bit and just having a look and seeing what's on there and messing about a bit and just kind of, I haven't really been wanting to watch a huge amount because there's been a lot of TV shows that we're kind of jumping in and trying out. And in some ways I'm trying to space, pace myself because this, is, this could be the case for uh, at least, you know, at least six to 12 weeks. So therefore I've just kind of got that feeling going, we need to just pace. Let's just take it slowly get into different series at different times and try some different bits and pieces out. Um, but it is nice now being able to kind of fire up in the morning and just kind of be able to watch. Cause I'm getting to that. I think I've got to that point now where I no longer want to watch the news anymore. Now I want to watch something. Um, so I can't, <laughs> like, for that, all this week it's been like news, news. And now I'm getting to the end of the first week of being locked in. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of, I need 
away from this. So I think I'm going to be watching more and more of it as it kind of goes on. And now it's properly available as well. It just makes life a lot easier. So let's jump into the news. So let's, um, let's start off with the European launch since we're there anyway. Um, it's launched on Tuesday in a number of different countries across um, Europe. So I'll just go through those countries again. So it's UK, Ireland, um, Spain, Germany, Italy, Austria, and Switzerland. The France uh, release got pushed back a week because due to the request of the European Union, or due to their government. Um, so they've had to pull that back a little bit. Also, quick note as well here in the UK, the I Love Man and also the uh, Channel Islands they're going to be getting it in about a week uh, next week as well. They, for some reason, they're technically not really part of the UK, but they are part of the UK, but it's kind of weird. I mean, every single on the local news, they always cover stuff goes on in the channel Island. So I didn't even think of the fact that they wouldn't have got it, but yeah, they, um, they'll be getting it like tiny little islands, but yeah, I think it was a little bit similar to what happened in the U S with Puerto Rico, where they didn't get it bang on the same time as everybody else. But the European launch, it seems to have gone very smoothly. It was a lot smoother than the uh, the US launch. I mean, obviously you had some technical issues and people not being able to get in and use passwords and issues with maybe not using the right bit of app. But generally, it's a much smoother launch than the US. Did There's been a lot of problems trying to get through to the call centers and to the helpline. And that's, I don't necessarily think that was just the fact of there being problems, I just think because they've had to shut a load of them down and there's not as many people in the call centers because of the, the virus, they've had to be very, they've even put out a warning saying, you know, it's going to take some time, they're going to get through it all. So just try and get on the live chat. And most of the times I would suggest try a password reset, maybe uninstall and reinstall the app. Most of the time that's probably going to work it. But obviously there's a lot of people kind of trying to work out. As well as that, a lot of people at home, I think it was, uh, one of the estimates was at least 5 million downloads on like, devices alone that doesn't include like smart tvs and consoles which was two million higher than the u.s launch because obviously there's whole hosts of countries locked in it in some ways it was the perfect week and perfect time for a streaming service to launch in europe because there are so many people at home so many people were, i mean i saw it even on my facebook feed with my friends and family that i work with and people i've met over the years People coming, oh, I've got it, I've got it, oh, I've got it. I'm going, oh, okay, this has gone past just my Disney friends. This has gone into a whole host of different people. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's great. It's nice to see kind of people jumping in at TV adverts running. Um, I think this has been a big, I think it's been a pretty good launch, um, especially compared to the mess of the US one, which was really sluggish and was quite, I, I think that helped by not having all the Hulu, ESPN login IDs and, uh, the, it just, I don't know, it seemed a lot smoother. And also the, the app's been running for six months nearly now. So it's a lot more stable in some ways. Yeah, and you would hope so because taken from the, the American launch, you would then go, all right, well, all the software is working. Uh, really all that they need to set up is the hardware. Uh, make sure the localizations are properly. So if you get in Spain, it's in Spanish and mm. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, much, much smoother. Uh, and... Yeah, the, the timing is just right for this and also for uh, Animal Crossing. I know my, my <laughs> friends have been talking about Animal Crossing. All week. It's a video game for, mm. for uh, Switch. But obviously, it's not a reason you want it to go well. No. But yes, it is the right timing. And it, it kind of offsets that, well, uh, Onwards got destroyed at the box office. Black Widow's getting delayed. Milan's getting yeah. delayed, etc. But it's 
it's the one little happy spot where we can go, well, at least we've got the entire Disney mm-hmm. back catalog. I know the competitors uh, that don't have one yet are yeah. rushing to try to get everything ready as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, I think as well as that, yeah, signups in the US were triple what they were the week before everyone kind of got locked away, which was kind of expecting. I mean, you'd expect that to happen. But I think it's in general, there are a lot of calls, obviously, for people to, for Disney to launch early in other regions. There was a lot of, but it's not really quite as simple as just them turning on the switch. They've kind of got to do it bit by bit. Um, I'm sure they would love to get it out there in Latin America early and get it out in Asia, but it's, you know, resources they've got. Everybody's working from their home now. It's so much harder for them to do everything. Everything's being done through video calls and stuff. So, you know, just getting free engineers into a server in a country can't even happen. You know, this, a lot of this is, I think there's a, and there's a lot of people kind of, like asking for everything to be put on and everything you know we're all we're all home so we should all get it now we all want to get it now and it's like it's not going to work like that it can't work like that because there's just nobody to do it or the people that are working on stuff are doing other things i think there are going to be some impacts of what they are going to do and get things to us quicker but you know yeah you know people calling for like them to release like the mandalorian in season two and falcon and the winter soldier early it's like they haven't finished them they're not ready <laughs> and they're delayed they're going to be delayed i mean the whole schedule and the rule book just has to get thrown out the window now you can't take a two to three month uh, break from doing everything and expect it not to have that knock-on effect um and we might as well i might as well mention it now i mean this whole thing about like mulan and black widow of everybody like saying about the fact of rumors of them doing digital and it's like yeah I, I would suspect they have had talks about releasing it early on digital and maybe going to disney plus at some point but the it's the knock-on effect of if they release black widow say on may the 1st on digital and then when it comes to november when internals are supposed to come out Eternals isn't done and then the one after that is not done and the one after that and so if there's a three month delay on this it's a three month delay on every single project they're working on right now and they're going to need to push everything back so i know there's a lot of call for people to kind of to do this but there's a lot of money to be made a lot of advertising to be lost and also they're going to need the things that were going out in say for example september are probably now going to move more likely coming out in december so you know it's this knock-on effect of everything and i think a lot of people have just kind of getting this thing of like, I want everything now. And it's like, it's, it's, if they do that now, there'll be nothing for us to watch in the summer. <laughs> That'll be it. No. I, I mean, at that point, assuming you're only subscribed to Disney Plus, you'll be sitting there going, huh, uh, oh yeah, this, this thing that's designed for three-year-olds, that's like the only thing I haven't watched now. Let's try yeah. that out. And, and that will be the kind of area we're at. And I, I think a, a lot of people hasn't kind of sunk in how long this is going to go on for. We're not going to, yeah. we're not going to, to go into that. I, I, I think people would rather hear about yeah. happy things, but yeah, it, there's, there's a lot of factors here and the number of people who seem to think that, that not just Disney, but like all of the mm-hmm. companies have fully completed shows that they're just sitting on yeah. uh, astounds me. like, movies are typically done literally within 24 hours of the premiere yeah. you know a, if you watch almost any movie documentary and it doesn't matter if you're talking like the big blockbusters or you know the, the little rom-com that's got three people in it and takes place in in three rooms normally post-production is done like 24 hours and there's stories of people going get the reel onto the onto the <laughs> disc right away so we can get it to the theater now and yeah. and 
yeah, there's just isn't the situation where Disney's sitting there going, yeah, we've got Mandalorian seasons two, three, four done, yeah. but we don't want to release them right now. No, yeah. they, 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 they yeah, will I be mean, released when they're done. Apparently, like, production is uh, like post-production and pre-production is still all going on um, back in people's house. I know the guy that is making the new Phileas and Ferb movie for Disney+. Plus. He's basically been doing it all from home. All the animators are doing stuff from home. And they're kind of this weird thing for them of saying, they're finishing this movie at home. It doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So they're still working on that. So there is still stuff, you know, the animation on movies and series and even stuff with The Mandalorian and stuff will still be carrying on what people can do, but obviously it's going to be limited. But you just have to be aware of that. I think we are going to have a big dip going forward. Um, I want to kind of get into the dip a little bit later on. Also, just um, sort of sweeping back around now to the, the European launch as far as um, me personally using it. Um, I have been finding on my smart TV that my smart TV is really struggling with the app. It seems to run the, the, the actual the, the software, the, the movie is fine, but the app seems to be so slow and so sluggish trying to get in, especially when you get into the TV section, it just, it's really struggling. And I was surprised that my TV was going to do it because it is four years old now. And it was like, oh, ah, it's fine if I wanted to fire up like Lion King, you can sort of see it, press it, press. But if I had to go in and find an episode, it would just be taking forever to go. So I have been sort of firing up on the Xbox and really noticing the huge difference in the menu of how much smoother it is um, running. Um, so that's been a good, a good thing going forward. It's nice to have it there, but having it on the Xbox has been really nice. The only thing that was a little bit annoying was obviously like yesterday of, we had like shop class and be our chef drop and a few of the shorts like Disney Insider and I think Disney Family Sundays and One Day at Disney. They're the same globally, but then they've done this weird thing of stretching out the content for Europe. So we only got like the second episode of most of the most of the series, and then Clone Wars is getting two episodes a week. So in two weeks' time, we'll catch up. And it's like, well, why not just? Why didn't you just give us the Clone Wars up till now? You know, all the current series, let everybody catch up. It's like Disney fam, uh, Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings. They gave us the first episode and obviously the second episode yesterday. It's like, but the series are still rolling on. It's like it's like really weird. And then like. Uh, encore in the world according to Jeff Goldblum they gave us the whole seasons for it's like it was there's no the Mandalorian got the second episode and now we're on season episode three got dropped yesterday but everybody else got two it's like this really random assortment of release schedules it's just like trying to explain it to people because we're going well, where is everything it's like well it's coming weekly but this one's got it yeah no but that's different it's like to made it the most awkwardest way of trying to explain what's available to- i was doing up this article yesterday what do i do singly do i do it in one article do it in two articles and then i wrote it out as one and i'm going that doesn't make any sense if anyone's going to read it and i was like what a me- a weird wacky kind of launch window <laughs> it's just weird it might have made a certain amount of sense when when things were normal i mean yeah. even then we were, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks like the it doesn't make an incredible amount of sense, but maybe there's some bean counter in the back room going, this is the way to do it. Cause we, we saw the, the metrics on who was watching what, and these are the shows that will get people to come back week to week. But now we're in this situation where everybody is at home and they want content to, to watch. And I can understand why they, they'd be going, well, let's stretch the Mandalorian out. We want oh, people yeah. to subscribe for the, for the full amount of time yeah. that it will take for, for everything to, for people, for things to get back to a semblance of normal. But, mm-hmm. 
you're also just like, at this point, people aren't going to come back. They, they are going to watch what they can watch. And if Netflix has the binges, if Hulu's got the things where you can sit down and you can watch all of Daredevil mm. over the course of like four or five days, because what else are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, th- they'll do that. And the Mandalorian, most people are just going to wait until eight, until week eight comes out and then just binge that. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I would, I don't have, I can completely understand the thing of releasing the Mandalorian weekly and trying to keep people subbed in for two months. I, I completely understand that, and I can even get, I can even understand this weekly thing, but it's the inconsistency of where that's what um is what is odd. It's like, well, why have you done this for this show and this for this show and that for that one and this one's up to date and this one isn't. This one's ahead of these two, but it's like. Okay, this is so. I mean, it's it's bad enough, and I'm just writing out a list of what's coming out for people. For anyone sat at home going, "Well, what's coming out today?" It's just really, I don't know. And then, of course, you then people are then seeing what's coming out in the US and going, "Well, why aren't we got that?" And the globe is a global platform, and the, I don't think Disney are really grasping sometimes when this thing of global means global. You know, you put out a tweet onto Twitter. It's seen by everybody. It's not just seen by people in your country. And therefore, I think hopefully they're going to start taking some metrics from this and working out what the feedback is. And then they can take that forward into the next wave of other. It's like when it launches in Finland, are they going to get the same problem as well of getting pushed back even more? And then, you know, when it launches in Latin America and then that's another six months later. And then suddenly, you know, they then got what 40 different series all running week to week to week to week. It's, it just seems—it just seems to me more obvious just to just catch up, launch it as of where it is right now, and let the weekly drop fill in each week. I can get, kind of get it with the Mandalorian. I can see the—I can completely understand the reason to do it with the Mandalorian. But it, but things like Disney fairy tale weddings of like really, do you think that's pulling in a massive amount of people? That you know the season ends next week in the U.S. So why why not just do day and date and get that one straight up to date and. You know, you're not, you did it for shop class. So why, I don't know. I don't like the inconsistency. I would much prefer a set. Well, okay, everyone's getting episode one and then next week episode two and then it's episode three or we're banging bait. It, this is weird, weirdness of everything being all over the place. It seems a bit odd. Yeah, it, it would just be nice if they'd make an official statement too. I mean, yeah, that's something. Yeah, they did. They Go did send ahead. out a statement beforehand saying what they were doing with the Mandalorian and um, uh, Clone Wars, and they did kind of put out that. And we will be releasing things weekly in most cases. That was literally the official statement I got sent. But seeing it in person was like, okay, this is really weird. It it would be nice to get a, a view into the the hows and whys. Like that's more what I meant. Mm, yeah, uh-huh. it's just yeah, yeah it's, it, it's yeah, it. Especially now with the way things have changed, like you, you don't necessarily need to to release a show over eight weeks or fourteen weeks to get people to stay. People are going to stay now anyway because they need uh, what's provided. Especially if they have kids, they need something to distract people. I mean, I, I, it's just the weird things. Like I think, like like Marvel Hero Project is twenty episodes. That means that show's not going to really end up the European run until what? maybe October, September, something like that. And it's like, really? Is that, do you really think that show is pulling in people weekly to watch it? Of, and then, 
thing like pick of the litter is only six weeks so we're in like four weeks half of these shows are kind of within a few months we'll be completely caught up anyway but it just seemed odd on like i almost look at it like the documentary series of going why did you do that on like what i would consider i mean i could look at the met i know from my own metrics of whenever i do a video or an article or a story on, up on facebook and youtube and stuff, i can see the metrics of who's interested in what and it's like, I'm sorry to say, but Marvel Hero Project probably wasn't pulling in massive <laughs> numbers. And I don't know, it just seems very strange of how they've done it, of like, why they didn't do it with The World According to Jeff Goblin, which I think is a much bigger show than, you know, Marvel Hero Project. I don't know, it's just very odd, very odd. <laughs> I don't know. And that's, I guess, <laughs> the, let, let's move on from this, because it's, 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 it's going in circles now. Yeah, It's just odd. This, this is us... Like being like, I haven't spoken to anybody in a week. <laughs> so let's let's just keep that. That's not actually true, but yeah. <laughs> I need someone to talk to. Right. Okay. So moving on from there, uh, European um, launch out the way. So now let's move on to Disney Nature. Um, Disney are really going in hard on Disney Nature in April because on April third we are getting the brand new uh, documentary kind of movie thing, Dolphins Reef, which is. Uh, being narrated by Natalie Portman. This was supposed to be released a few years ago as Dolphins, but kind of got pulled back. Um, and I'm not surprised after the uh, sort of the, the amount of money that the uh, the other Disney Nature movies have, have pulled in. And then we're also going to be getting Disney Nature's Elephant, which is with uh, Megan Martle. She um, is doing the voice narration for that one, um, which is really strange because I don't know. The, the comments on this one here are not good and I can see why Disney have released these both at the same time in the same trailer because the comments in the are just I, I don't know this is this is not quite going maybe the way they thought it was when they, they, they were putting this announcement together I have no idea what the comments say to me honest well, I've only watched the trailer well the thing is is ultimately obviously we've got these the, they're all going to be dropping on Disney Net, um, on the third it's also going to be the same day that penguins um, releases on Disney Plus as well. There's also going to be free documentary behind the scenes, um, either document uh, sh- shorts or a movie length one on each of them of how they made them. So we're going to get free movies plus free documentaries plus there's going to be some other things coming throughout the month, and we're going to be getting onward. So essentially, we've got four movies dropping on fr- on Friday next week. And it's like, well, why aren't you releasing them weekly? Why aren't they spreading them out a little bit? And it's like, it just seems the interest in Disney nature is, is very strange because I was looking through all the box office numbers last night and most of the movies never got released, barely got released outside of the US. They just didn't um, even bother on some of them. So like Penguins, I'm looking forward to seeing it because it's not even been released over here. This will be the first time we get to see it. I know that the two Disney Plus originals are going to be in the UK, but I don't know yet about the other one and onward. But yeah, it's just, just really interesting to see them kind of like dropping all of these movies all on the same day. Yeah, and, and this kind of follows on in the previous where, mm-hmm. you know, why are these all getting together? I mean, we get the idea, as you mentioned, but... Mm-hmm there's just an inconsistency in how they're doing all these things. Yeah, I do think, I think the way that they did that trailer of dropping Dolphin Reef and Elephant at the same time within the same trailer with somebody else doing the voiceover was because during the Elephant bit, it said at the bottom, 
narrated by Megan Duchess of Sussex, which instantly the whole, like, I think, you know, most of the UK and sort of Canada people were like, well, what, 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 excuse me? You know, she gave up the title and then they got, well, she didn't give up that title. She's keeping another one. And it's like the comments coming in underneath of people going, oh, it's fine. I don't watch it. And then a lot of people going, I am not watching this. I will not watch it. I will not watch it. And I can, I'm, go, I'm looking at this going, yeah, Disney have merged them together to pull back on the, the impact because the, yeah, the, let's just say the, the and all, it's all on, been all on the British tabloids and the newspapers and stuff of, oh, she's moved to LA and now she's doing voiceover work and now she's got a movie out and she's, and she's using the title. I was like, oh, yeah, Disney really didn't see all this coming when they signed her up for this. <laughs> and yeah, it's, really, well, it's, no, it's, it's, it's broadcasting. It's, it's a bad look from... Because nobody really would like this, you know. Disney are going to take in the hit on this is her first job post. You know, I know she's given the money to the Elephant Charity, but it's it's bad luck on Disney's point. Well, it, I think it all depends on perspective too. Like it looks bad in the UK because obviously that's where all the scandal happened. But what well, scandal, whatever you want to call it, in the US though, most people still are are big fans of her. Yeah, uh, you know, like uh, you know, marrying the the yeah. regular. Uh, yeah. the regular person marrying into royalty and then throwing off royalty, which is, you know, the American, whether or not people really understand the history, they at least like, yes, we, we cast you lot out. You, you know, yeah. we, we triumphed over you, you silly people in England. And, yeah. and so there's that whole thing. So in America, I think most people yeah. don't even really think yeah. about it. They're just like, Oh, it's a British person doing a voiceover. Yeah uh you know attenborough whatever yeah. we 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 love the, the british voice on documentary for other people like oh she's she's the 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 person who made it she made the yeah. american dream turn english or whatever mm-hmm. but so over here yeah. it's it's nothing at all it, yeah. it, it's yeah. it's complete I mean, I, non-issue for me it's that kind of thing if she was an act you know she's an actress before she's done projects before she married harry and i that's fine and if she wants to carry on doing all this I don't have a problem personally with her doing it. I think that's, you know, that's what she wants to do. That's fine. I do have, I had, my issue was with the title of her mm-hmm. being the, the, it's like, no, she's given that up and doesn't want it anymore, but she's still happy to use it to promote that. She's like, no, you can't have that. That's where my, that's where my lines were going. When they, when it came up with the trailer, I'm going, Oh, that's not going to go down very well. And then comments and it's like, yeah, that, that was a mistake because they're selling it as she's royalty and she's doing it. It's like, well, no, she didn't want to do it. She's, it's like, you can't, you can't have it both ways. And this is how a lot of it's been. And then she moved, it's just, it's a really like, it's so bad to see like a Disney Plus original getting negative, they're getting negative effects to this because of all the, because obviously when this was made and the deals were made and she did the voiceover, nobody knew this was all happening. I mean, there still would have been a little bit of a backlash when she did it regardless over here. But yeah, this is not going to go down. It's not gone down very well on this side of the pond anyway. And I think even Canada, because they were all getting really annoyed because obviously they moved there and then they were having to pay for security and all the rest of it. And they weren't, and then they've they've left there to go to America. And it's all been, I think it's all the Commonwealth were a little bit more annoyed at it than obviously, because from an American's point of view, it doesn't make a lot of sense of what the problems are, but obviously, but for us over here, it's, I was just like, oh, and looking at the comments again, I'm going, yeah, I see what it is. I can see why this is pulling in. And I'm like, I see both, I see it from both sides here. And I'm going, yeah, Disney, you did. It's like, 
there's no way they should, it's like they've put out that trailer with the double thing for a reason because they knew there was going to be a backlash. Yeah, and I know it, it's the title thing. I get, I get that it's the title thing, but at yeah. the same time, Americans don't really have titles. We don't have yeah. dukes and duchesses and, and all that stuff. You, you, have, you get people who get you know very snippy if yeah. you don't call them a doctor when they have yeah. a PhD. That's about the full extent of it, but we don't have that, that ranking system. So I, I looked at it I was like, oh, yeah, of course, that, that's what she is. And that was, that was the full extent yeah. of my thoughts. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. I because otherwise, it'd be going, oh, who's Megan? I don't think I know a, a Megan. That's yeah. uh, not a yeah. famous name, but they go, Megan Duchess. Oh, okay. I know who yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, I think the closest you've got is the Cardassians at the minute. So that's, that's uh. down to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, you're gonna have, at this point, we're all going so crazy in the house. So, yeah, I am looking forward to these Disney Nature ones. I'll be honest. Penguins and, Disney, and the Dolphin Reef, I am interested in. Elephant, I would have been, I am more interested in seeing it anyway. The whole Megan thing, it's like, I'll still watch it. But I'll be honest, out of the four movies, it is at the bottom of the pile of the four for me. And well, the, I. Yeah. The question would be, would you be watching it if you weren't going to have to review it for the website? I probably would see how I got on with the other ones first, because I've mentioned before, Disney Nature is a really weird thing because of the way that the, it's set up in terms of the, the narration. I've talked about it a number of times. Of um, There's a different tone and a different way of language. That, there's a reason why these movies do generally awful outside of the US at the box office because, and why Disney kind of stopped releasing them at cinemas. They did, I think, Born in China, they did release in China and it brought in a lot, but generally they release it in a few different countries. They never even barely released them in the UK because the British audience just would not, does not respond to this very well. They are fun, they are good to do. And the other thing as well, I just want to make a note of, with not just these ones coming in, but the other ones. If you go on to the official Disney Nature's website, you can download like an activity pamphlet, which has got like um, 30, 40 pages of questions for different age groups and tasks and stuff. So if you're looking for something to do at home to keep them entertained, watch the movie and then you can kind of get them to sit down and do this activity book. And that could kill a bit more and get, bring a little bit more educational to it. So I think if you're looking for something to do with Disney Plus, those are going to be, that's quite a, a quite a cool thing to be doing. And there's quite a few movies on that. I don't mind them. I think they're, they're kind of frivolous, but they're a bit, in some ways it can be a little bit condescending. I don't know if that's how, how it, it's really kind of so toned down in terms of like treating you like you don't know what this animal is. <laughs> and it's a bit like, oof. It's about uh, target audience, yeah. though, as well. Uh, and I agree. I think even documentaries aimed at younger yeah. kids should still treat them as if they know something. Because most kids, that, at least the ones that I know, you know they're, they're not going to go and watch an elephant documentary unless they already like elephants. Yeah. You know, it's more about reinforcing what they like rather than going, ooh, what's this weird creature thing? Or, or I saw Dumbo and I want to know more about elephants. No, it's... it's they already like elephants. They go to the zoo to see elephants. So they, they probably know a bit more. And I agree, especially when you have the entire National Geographic's back catalog there, you're like, um, maybe go a little bit more yeah. intelligent. I can yeah. see why they, they'd want to say like, well, the National Geographic's is yeah. for 
you know, the actual yeah. learning and Disney nature is to get you in the door. Yeah. So you watch uh, yeah. elephants and then you go check out the National Geographic's elephant stuff. It's just the fact that like even my four-year-old nephew knows the name of like every single um, dinosaur perfectly. I was just like, yeah, and it's like an animal is a thing. They, I thought I was fine with the Disney nature ones. They're a little bit like, they've got a nice little story to them and they're kind of going along. And, but I am with three of them on one day. I don't know if I can do all three of them in a day. Um, I, I think my plan will be to do one and onward on Friday and then Saturday morning, I'll do the, um, do the other Disney plus original, probably keep out of penguins for later in the week for when we talk about it next week. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I think free on one day and all those documentaries, it's a lot. It just seems an odd release. Scale. I know they want to get them out for Earth Day, but it just, the rest of April looks a little bit dry. So why, I don't know. They're going to get lost behind Onward. That's the problem. Everything is going to get lost behind Onward, just like everything is already getting lost behind Frozen 2. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when, once you finally do get tired of those, there are all these other things waiting. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk as well, obviously, with the, with, as you mentioned there, Frozen 2 wasn't available at launch in Europe and it had a date of July 22nd or July 16th, some other different, different dates in Europe. That's because the DVD actually doesn't come out till like Monday over here. So I think they've held off on that. And I, in some ways, it would make a nice big hit next week or the week after for, for Europe to go, oh, now you've got Frozen three months early. They've done the same thing. Here's the date. You remember, you're not getting it to July. Oh, here you go. I think they're going to do the same. I just don't think they wanted that on. Same thing with Onward. They've not mentioned Onward at all. Um, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes because I think Canada has been confirmed now. But how that's going to work in terms of everyone, in terms of maybe the, the contracts in each year, in each place. But that movie's so... It's forever going to have an asterisk next to its name whenever you look at the history books of just like... This was the movie that came out just as the world closed down. And there's a reason why it only took a, was it like 100 million at the box office. I mean, even Good Dinosaur did 300 million. But onward, you know, and also I didn't quite get the idea of them kind of going, and it's coming to Disney Plus like a week later or two weeks later, because it's like me I'm going, well, I'm not going to buy it. I'll just wait. <laughs> if, like, I've already missed it by six far weeks. I might as well wait another two weeks and save myself 20 bucks. But yeah, I, it's... It, they need to get this all in line. I mean, Onward is, my only issue of Onward is now set expectations so high that where's Rise of Skywalker? Um, like I said, I was watching it just before we started recording. It's out on Blu-ray on Tuesday. And it's like, they need, they need that, for probably, probably need that for May and June, you know, um, Maleficent. They can't, they've given you Frozen 2 last month. They've given you Penguins and Onwards in April. They've got to stretch them out a little bit because you're still going to be sat at home at the end of in May, remember? So... Yeah, they are probably holding on for that for that reason. Well, a lot of Americans still think this is going to be done very quickly. Uh, they still haven't come around to know this is this is going to be a while, and that might have infected the uh, executive levels too. Where like let's let's just weather these few weeks that this is happening, and then we'll go back to business. You know, like this is. This is not. A yeah, well, I think the thing. I think Disney announced the theme parks are closed now till like mid to late April in. But they did the US and the, and also Tokyo and Paris have all kind of had stuff delayed. Um, yeah, I mean, well, like, I, know, this, I know that uh, the Paris marathon yeah. got cancelled too. Yeah, because uh, it, it took them. 
it took them a long time to cancel the Star Wars run in April. People were just like, are, are we doing this? Are we doing this? And then, and then Paris, they're like, ah, um, no, we're pulling the plug right now. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. It is a shame because my sister-in-law was training to do that one. Um, it's just a kind of thing of, I think this has gone on for a lot longer. Um, apparently all the cinemas, like a lot of cinemas reopened in China. Uh, and then by the end of the day, we're closed back down again. Um, they didn't even, I don't think they even lasted a day open before they all got shut down again. And this is going to obviously go on for a long time. So we need to just remember that they've got to stretch out those movies. Uh, they can't, they, this whole thing of everyone sat at home now, we still could be sat here in another six to eight weeks um, in the same situation. And it's horrendous thinking about it like that. But yeah, and Disney have to, have, they have, I think this is where this goes on to the, the thing I wanted to bring up next was, there was a survey that went out, um, got sent to me on Twitter. It might have originated from Reddit. It's kind of one of those things if I don't actually really know now where it came from. Uh, and um, there was a survey that said that uh, they were asking people what you wanted to be coming to Disney Plus. And they said, one of the questions was, how likely would it be if you watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Firefly, Modern Family, How I Met Your Mother, Blackish, and Malcolm in the Middle? Now, this one kind of really caught my attention. I went onto each one, onto Amazon to go and have a look to see what the ratings for each of these shows were, just to kind of make sure that it was kind of realistic. And I thought this list was very interesting for a couple of different things. First off, just in terms of ratings, so we know where we're sat at, both Buffy and Firefly are 14, um, and, and, sorry, TV 14, while all the rest are PG, including um, How I Met Your Mother. Because um, there's a lot of people going whoa, Barney goes off of all these girls. Yeah, but you don't actually, it's all said, but not actually shown kind of thing. And looking at that list of going, if when they've been talking about all these problems like with Disney Plus and its maturity levels and what's available and all the rest of it, seeing that list of going, that is, that's quite a good lineup. If you were to put that lot on, say for example, in April or May, while everybody's at home, most of them are already on Hulu. And I know some people are going, they've got them on Hulu. It's like, yeah, but the rest of the world doesn't. And now we've got to start thinking, you know, Europe and um, Australasia and other places have all got Disney Plus as well now. It's not just about how America, which is with Hulu. Yeah, and it's going back to that earlier conversation. We need to start thinking about this, you know, as more than America. Because we, we Americans tend to yeah. be very... so. <laughs> To be fair, most countries are pretty centric based on their their local region, but Americans tend to be a little bit more vocal about it. Uh, and we we do need to realize, oh, we, we have it on Hulu doesn't mean you have it on Hulu. Yeah, there's a lot of that in the group of going, someone going, oh, is this going to be on there? No, no, it's on Hulu. And then people go, but we don't have Hulu. Yeah, you do. No, it's on Netflix. Not over here, it isn't. Or oh, this is... And there's, there's this kind of thing of people, oh, well, it's just like, no, because it doesn't, no, everything is not the same around the world, and people don't often realize that. Um, but I looked at this list and went, I, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, no, you can't put that on. It's vampire thing. And it's, and I'm going, it's on at like six. I used to watch it six o'clock in the afternoon while we were eating our dinner with, our, with you had the Simpsons on one side and Buffy and the Vampire Slayer on the other. And I'm like, it was a six o'clock TV show. It's, it's prime time kind of TV with your parents kind of thing. I was just like, yeah, that may, it may, I'm like, oh, that's a guy. It was a never even, of course, a load of other people went off in a completely different direction. I'm going, yeah, but that is quite a safe, it's not, it's not Lucifer. And even that's a bit, I mean, it's, it's quite tame in some ways. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of been interesting to see 
uh, over the past several weeks, not just for the Buffy story or Firefly or whatever, but people kind of forgetting what was okay for them to grow up with. And it's obviously a different perspective. Yeah. As a kid, you see things one way. And, and then when you have kids, you see things a completely different way of, you know, you, you want to be, oh, no, we can't do The Simpsons. That that covers issues that you, you don't want to talk about with your kid or, you know, the, the jokes are, are too mature. But at the same time, you're kind of like, yeah, we watched these with our parents and, and most of us turned out okay. I, I yeah. would hope at least most of us turned out okay. And yeah. it's like kids are smarter than you give them credit for uh, once you get past a certain age. Before a certain age, they're just dumb as bricks. But yeah. they, they can handle, you know, complex ideas. They can complex, uh, handle complex morality. The worst thing that happens is you, you put on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and uh, maybe they don't understand it, but then they're just going to move on to something else. And you just go, yeah. all right, we'll, we'll watch something else. Mm-hmm. I don't know, this whole idea of like, it's on there, therefore you have to watch it, therefore I have to protect my kids from it. I mean, I, I, I'm not a parent, so I, yeah. I don't, I can't get into that mindset and I understand that it, it is a very different mindset, but I'm just like, yeah. so don't watch it. Um, I think it's, I mean, I always find it funny because again, this morning, Saturday morning, on one channel we had Tinkerbell's Secret Treasure. I changed to the next channel over and it was The Simpsons. You know, this was at 10 o'clock this morning. You know, this is Saturday morning cartoons for the, for the UK is The Simpsons. So I, I've never, I've always will keep going on about the fact that I don't think of it as that. But Disney Plus does have a child section where you can, you click, you make a profile for children and you go in there and it's filtered everything out. And that's, I think the only thing they have to do is get the password or a pin number onto the adult versions so that if you want it, so that the kids can't flick over like you can on other ones. So, but I mean, I'm looking at this list and going, yeah, there's, yeah, if you don't want your kids to watch How I Met Your Mother, but are they going to want to watch it? Is a seven-year-old going to want to sit there and watch? You know, they're not going to want to. It's not their kind of, it's not meant for them. But I'm looking at this going, this is to get adults watching Disney+. Plus. This is to get teenagers to start watching. This is binge-worthy let's we're all stuck in let's get some content i mean none of the stuff might not even turn up on disney plus it's just a survey we've seen all these things in the past um malcolm in the middle didn't surprise me at all they mentioned it last year in a press release on an event they put that it was coming and it never did um i mean to me it's like modern family and blackish and malcolm in the middle they are all tv series about a family if that's not family friendly, I don't know quite. It's like, okay, how I how I met your mother. I can kind of, but it's a PG. It's a PG rated series, so therefore it's. it's and I don't know. I think there's a point now where Disney are maybe looking at it going, well, yeah, we went too young. Now we need to look at what else we've got on our archive. What else can they digitize to put on there and start bulking out Disney Plus much more, especially for um, a global audience. Um, I think I think I read earlier. I think even maybe like Dark Phoenix is coming to like Disney Plus in the Netherlands. It's not gonna be far off arriving. My wife literally we're going through Disney Plus, and because she's this was the first time really she's been able to flick through it properly, and she was like, going, "Why is Winnie the Pooh next to Wolverine?" It literally because we were just going down for the movie. And she goes, "She said it's been." She said it's a load of kid stuff, and then suddenly Winnie the Pooh, then Wolverine, and. <laughs> <laughs> it's the crossover we want. Well, it was. It's just because it was um, obviously alphabetical, right? Yeah. And she goes, "Is Logan on here?" I said, "No, they didn't put Logan on here." She goes, "Oh, 
I said, yeah, she goes, it just seemed really, she said, because we haven't got quite as much of the National Geographic content, it was a lot of like kids' TV series. And then she was just like, we need the poo to Wolverine. Well, that's quite a jump. <laughs> like I said, it's the crossover we all have been looking forward to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do, I thought this was quite an interesting lineup and I think it would help. There's no reason just because it's on Hulu that it can't be used um, and crossover. There's no reason at all because if they've got the rights to it, they can do it. I think for something like Modern Family and Blackish and Malcolm, some of these ABC shows are p- perfect um, binge worthy TV content, especially for that international audience where we don't have access to it. I mean, there's going to be some different licensing issues like with Sky and so forth, but a lot of that stuff has been taken off. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a really interesting idea of going, okay, that's could really help boost out that adult stuff. Because again, my wife was looking through the things going, there's not really a lot here for me to watch. I was like, okay. It's like, I knew that was going to be the case because especially over here in the UK, the TV lineup was, there was about maybe 60 to 70 series less than in the US and about majority of them were the National Geographic ones. So it's very much just like Disney Channel Kids Show, Disney Channel, Disney Channel, Disney Channel, Disney Channel, National Geographic, and then there's just more Disney Channel. So it's a, you're looking through the TV series going, Oof, and it's a lot of, a lot there. Um, quite a few series that I wanted to watch that aren't on there yet. And I was like, okay, things like that. I mean, to me, it's like if you can put, you know, Wicked Tuna, six seasons of that, which is a TV 14, then why not Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Because there's nothing very obvious in the title or description of Wicked Tuna that makes you understand why it's PG-14. He's, yeah, but it's an evil tuna. And he's, up to, he's probably doing world domination. I don't <laughs> think that's what that show's about. <laughs> but you have my attention. <laughs> that, that, that is not what that show is about, just in no. case anyone... Oh, it was just that Wicked Tuna that I had for lunch. That was it. Um, yeah, so I just think that was, again, very interesting to see where they're going for forward with this how it's all going to work whether or not we are going to start seeing some things like that rolling out maybe more internationally um than maybe in the u.s because of hulu but nice to see going forward on that one there um right let's look now at um be our chef which was a brand new series that launched on disney plus yesterday um it's presented by um, a woman that did The Office. I'm going to be honest, I had never seen her before. I've never watched The Office. The, I didn't really like the English version, so I'd never really bothered with the American version. Watched it with my wife last night, and I'm really glad it was only about half an hour long. I'm, I'm glad they didn't go the full 45 minute like they did with Shot Class, but it was like, ooh. Um, it felt like a, <laughs> what, as we called it last night, a CBeebies cookery show. It was what we would expect to be on the children's BBC channel because it just was like, oh, the presenter was just shouting and just being really just like, oh, cringy. Just like, okay. Well, and then, that is the office style humor. Cringe, cringe, cringe. Yeah, but it was, I don't know. I just, it was just like, oh, okay, I don't like you. And then the, I did like the fact that like the parents seemed to be cooking it and taking it seriously. I could have quite easily have tucked into that um, bacon and egg and, um, potato hash that did look quite tasty and I could have quite easily have eaten that on there but then they had that like task with the corn and the cob and it's like you've basically got a handicap match here because that four-year-old girl is not helping the mum in the slightest <laughs> and I'm going and why would you and it's like you've basically put them into lockout and now their food is going to burn and catch fire that didn't seem the smartest of things to do you can't touch your food for three minutes because we're putting you in lockdown it's like 
yeah, but if that catches fire, I mean, he has had to deal with a fire and he did it with it very well, but it just seemed a bit like, hey, what? what you, that's not the safest things to do during a cookery show. Yeah, I wasn't too fond of that either because it felt like the show didn't need a gimmick like that. You know, yeah. people don't watch cooking shows for the same reason they watch Survivor or Big Brother yeah. or something like that. It's not the the artificial drama that you that that the producers kind of throw in there. And it's like, no, the whole point of the cooking show is to see what these people create yeah. in relatively normal conditions. Yeah. Uh, yeah normally you, you don't have, you know, chef Ramsey or, or Angela from the office yelling at you while you're doing it, but otherwise normally you've got your supplies. You've got your, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually seen that episode of it, but I know the meme. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it felt like they wanted to do something to to make it different, to make to make it stand out. And I was just like, no. I, and honestly, I, I will probably continue to watch this because the final results were really cool. I did love the two dishes that they had at the yeah. end. And like you, I'd be, yeah, I would eat this. I, this looks really good. But I could see myself just being like, okay, I'm going to watch the first five minutes to get an introduction on what's going on, find out who the people are. And then I'm going to jump to like the, the 15 or 20 minute, uh, not the 20, because that's the credits, mm. but like the 15 minute mark where they're, they're getting down to the wire. Uh, they're, they're, you know, the, the last bits of, oh, the, the, the marinade's not going to be ready in time for you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And then get to the, the final tasting. But all the stuff in the middle, even by cooking show standards, it's kind of like, this is fluff. This is a whole bunch of unnecessary. And this is the American version versus the British mm. version of like the, the, the great British cook-off yeah. or, you know, yeah. uh, nightmare kitchens or whatever, where, where we have to, to do that drama and just like, I don't, I don't want it. I, I, I just want to see yeah. what they're making. I want to see how it turns out. Yeah. I mean, it's like, we have things like, like master chef and then they do like a kid's version. They do the same thing with hell's kitchen. They do like a kid's version. So they, that's, it wasn't too far off. It was just a little bit along the lines of like having a four-year-old in there just seemed like, handicap to the family rather than a help and you know she's just running around and just kind of completely was like Oof. i know that it's that kind of same thing you're going back to being family friendly doesn't mean you have to have kids in it it doesn't that's not how it works but i see where they were going with it and it's like i mean the set looked really impressive i thought that looked great um i it needs a little bit of tinkering but obviously too, they might have changed a few bits going forward but the one thing I think I really, and I'm finding this with both Shop Class and BR Chef, the interaction, between, I don't think the presenters are right. They don't seem to have any like interaction with the um, kind of the contestants, other than just like making really bad puns and just like cringe. Like These people have never presented before. They've just been thrown a, a, a show because they've been in, in a movie once. And they're not really great presenters that Justin Long in like shop class seems of as the series have gone on he's just spending like some really bad puns with the kids and like yeah are you getting any more of this or we're just I don't know it might just be a, a, again a difference of opinion between or I'm used to watching here in the UK and the US but it just it didn't seem to be a lot no and I think this isn't even really a US thing too because that that's not Typical. I think this was mm. Disney trying to find an angle that might be fun for kids mm. uh, and, and kind of missing. Because you watch the shop class episodes and, and when they interview the kids, a lot of the times they're like, yeah, he was really annoying. And, you're like, yeah. and if the kids are on camera telling you that your presenter is annoying, yeah. uh, maybe rework it. 
and at least going back to um mm. to be our chef at least this is only 20 something minutes long as opposed to the 40 because yeah. i i have to admit with you know where i was talking about earlier where i'd, I'd skip middle parts mm. that that has definitely happened with shop class where i'm just like okay what's the project cool i am now jumping to see what the completion is because yeah it's just I'm yeah not i think through the rest shop, of this. Class, shop class could do with that little bit of a trim just kind of get it i th- i did when i checked the time about halfway through when i had to get up and like um put the pizza in the oven and it was just like okay i've only got 10 minutes left um my wife did say to me at that point don't bother pausing it so <laughs> it was just like um when we were done it was like okay um because don't make me watch another episode of this but like, okay fine um because you know we were, the, were just before it, we watched the Great British Bake Off for um, Stand Up to Cancer. So we are we do like cookery shows, but it just was very much on the lines of yeah, we need a little bit more substance in this. The presenter just seemed to be shouting at the, at the people and trying to be funny, but really just I don't know. Um, and also again, um, it felt very forced at the beginning with the Woke Disney connection. I mean, they were yeah, really, and, really and- pushing that. I mean, they have to have something, I yeah. guess. But I think I would have preferred if it was just okay. Um, you're making a breakfast, and it's got to look like Mickey Mouse ears at the yeah. end. Yeah, something like that would have been a much better connection. And it is worth keeping in mind a lot of shows, even game shows or competition shows, when they first start out, they haven't found their voice. They haven't found out their little uh, niche that that separates them from the rest. And Disney, of course, is trying to artificially do that. But after so many episodes, I don't know, it'll be a half dozen, a dozen, two seasons. Yeah. It will find what works for yeah. it and it'll get there. Uh, it, it's just kind of annoying sitting through the beginning when they're, they're still trying to work it out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the thing of like bringing in the Disney chefs in. It's like, okay, I see what you're trying to do here. Trying to kind of make out that these are like special, you know, it's like, but in the same thing really with shop class where that feels a bit forced where they bring the Imagineer in. And it was in one of my, in my written review of shop class this week of going, like the judges, the judge in this be our chef one, he was a little bit more critical. He was a bit more realistic. He didn't pull the punches just because there was a little girl in front of him. He said he didn't like it or it didn't need this or that. And I thought that was good. He didn't suit because sometimes they can be a bit too sugar coated to the point of, yeah, if he didn't, if he doesn't like it, I mean, I did look at the soap before. I thought the soup, you know, in the bowl, I thought it looked great. You know, the, the soup in the bowl to make it look like a carriage, I thought that was good. And then it's like, well, you just got a brie and cranberry toasted sandwich. I cook that at work. <laughs> I normally do anyway. But it's like, and this is like, okay. And then this, a homemade soup. It was like, didn't really seem... Whereas the other one at least looked like a meal and all the rest. I don't know. I just, there was parts of it where I was like, okay, I like where you're going, but that is like, we're at Walt Disney world. Are you, you could have filmed this in any soundstage anywhere. And bar the chef coming in, he could have, they could have been filming that in Alaska. It wouldn't have made any difference. It didn't look like they were at Walt Disney. I know they showed the bit with them running around in front of the castle, but it's like the whole bit with them going and meeting Cinderella was like, like this, yeah. You're, you're filling time. You're, yeah. you're absolutely filling time. And you're acting as an advertisement for Disney, but I think we all kind of expect yeah. that on the Disney Plus. Uh, kind of a counterpoint to what you were talking about, though. Um, if the objective was to do something that you might sell in the park, you know, mm-hmm. at, at a stall or something, it'd kind of like 
don't go fancy with the food, like the ingredients. Yeah. Stick with the staples. Go, go with stuff that's going to appeal to a broad audience and go with the presentation. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I was kind of like, yeah, okay, the, the, the carriage is a very simple meal. Um, I am by no means a particularly good cook, but I could probably, uh, I could make something like that myself. Mm. But, you know, if I go to the park, I don't want the super fancy food. I don't want, uh, unless I'm going to a sit down restaurant that yeah. we're talking about, you know, the, the yeah. quick service, grab it, go yeah. uh, sit in, you know, one of the pavilion chairs or whatever. I don't want fancy. I just want something that's going to fill me up. I can get back into the park uh, and, and do park stuff. So you want, you know, staple food. Mm. And, and if that's the objective, then the carriage is, is spot on. Cause you've got that yeah. Disney, you've got that Disney um, ap- visual appeal mm. to it. Cause it's the carriage, but the food is, is very straightforward. It's very simple. Yeah. Uh, you, you're not going to have to worry too much about a picky eater. I know yeah. a lot of kids are picky eaters. Yeah. A lot of adults are picky eaters. Yeah, it's, it's a matter of soup in a bowl of bread mm-hmm. is, and like I said, that would be like an Instagrammable kind of food. And it, it makes it, it, it felt like I said the, the food in it did look the way that the, I'm glad they had the adults in there doing it because I dread to imagine what would have happened had they not been there. Um, but it was yeah, it was. I mean, it, it looked all the food looked good, and I, you know, the chef that was doing the judging, he really. I mean, but wasn't there three chefs and the other two didn't even come forward, didn't they? Yeah, I, maybe they were just introducing <laughs> them, and, the, and each of them will get their own their own episodes or something. I, yeah, that was that was a little bit like why did you introduce all of these people if you're not going to use them i think it was more yeah. setting up the season rather than it's the a, yeah show. it's the same thing with shop class because they have these three judges coming in and it's like one of them i don't think even barely gets to speak they do a little bit of a spin on the imagineering guy or woman and then here's the winner like, but they never seem that they never sort of show them having a vote or choosing or what you know arguing between them of who should have won and all the rest of it so like, and this person like what you're used to seeing with these kind of shows, I think they need to kind of tweak them a bit for uh, if they come back for second seasons. Because at the minute, it just feels a lot of spaghetti being thrown against the wall to find out what's going to work, what's going to pull some numbers in. You know, maybe these shows will um, pulling in good good enough numbers if the the budget is small. Because the sets look good, but they can't imagine that they're not really going to spending a lot of money on these. But they're going to need a lot of these things once all this crisis is over, just to fill the fill the void while they're fil- filming stuff. Um, and, and these things are quick to turn around. Yeah, was, uh, that was going to be my point. Is that you know, even if it's not super popular, even if it 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 only draws in a couple thousand views per week or or whatever their threshold is, they're cheap to produce. All, all you really have is the cost of the food and the cost of flying people in, which they do all the time anyway. Uh, and you can film like 10 of them in a day uh, easily and it's very easy content to produce and and again by the end of all of this when we're several months in and you've already watched the mandalorian 12 times mm-hmm. you know even then you're going just give me something anything yeah. to work with here i think i mean i think actually having disney having a constant flow of quiz shows and things like this i think is actually a very good thing I don't have, a, I don't have a really, these shows have kind of gone like, okay, I know what they are. They're fine. They, they fit a niche. There will be people interested in them. They will f- keep going. But it feels almost like shop class should have finished before Be Our Chef started. It's like they should have only, one should have finished, then the following week, the next one starts. And then when this one finishes, maybe the Jedi challenge one starts. 
So they only ever have the one on at the same time because, you know, too many of them starts going, well, this is all we've got. It's filler, but one episode a week we could have gotten away with. Um, but these shows have so much legs in them. And it's like here we have in the five o'clock every night, we have Pointless on one channel and The Chase on another. And there's quiz shows going on every single night of the week. And they go five nights a week and they are running for thousands of episodes. And people love them. You know, they're cheap to make. They're, people like watching them, going along with them and doing quizzes and stuff. So I think Disney are onto something with this with this format. I'm watching both of these at the same time. Going, mm, they could they could tweak this, move them around a little bit. You know, shop class could become a regular thing, and they could get these right. But I think they just need to tweak them a little bit more. Maybe, like I say, not put two of them out at the same time because there was a like we're already doing. We're already comparing them because you know we're only like four episodes into shop class. We still got another four weeks of that. Um, it, I don't know. I'm just looking at this now, just going. Yeah, we could have done without be our chef till maybe the until shop class had finished, and maybe give him a little bit more time to edit that as well. Um, but speaking on like game shows and quiz shows and stuff, I mean they're so popular here in the states that we have channels dedicated to just running them entirely, yeah. and, old, and old ones, and old ones, and and new ones. And if you want to watch Family Feud any given point in time, you can watch Family Feud any without having to go video on demand. You just turn to the right channel. Yeah. Um, I think a staple of people growing up in the States is, you know, you'd have a sick day, a, a normal yeah. sick day, not a quarantine sick day yeah. uh, back in elementary school or middle school. And uh, assuming you were not completely zonked out by whatever was afflicting you, you were probably yeah. watching the prices right because that, that is what is on in the middle of the day. Yeah. I mean, we have it here, here, you know, they've got like, but then you've got like what I would call daytime, like, the lower end ones and then you get to the, the evening ones where they get a bit better and then you have the prime time quiz shows which are higher and you kind of have these different qualities and like these what shop class and that is like they've kind of gone middle and then they kind of but because they went a little bit too kiddie they kind of pulled them back a bit because i mean like i said both of the sets of both of these shows and the way that they've done it up and the visual effects and all the rest of it going they've spent some money on this but they've got not got the content right. Um, like I said, of like watching watching the like the bridge episode of Shop Class last week. It's like they like it all collapsed, and now you got the pressure on. But then nothing happens, and then you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was just like you, just, you need you kind of need that whole thing. I don't know. They just got to find the find the line, and I do think these things have got a bit of life in them. Whether or not they come back for in second seasons, or whether or not they tweak them, I think be our chef has probably more chance of staying around than maybe um, shop class if they can tweak it a little bit better. Cause I think food is just, just always popular. Shop class is harder to measure. And it, it's easier to do food because, yeah. you know, you give them the time limit, you know, you have an hour to do this, you have a half hour to do that. And then you're done shop mm -hmm. class, you know, going back to say like the, the book, uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the libraries from the first yeah. episode, that's not, a single afternoon project that's a couple days i think yeah. three days is how long they have yeah. it takes more time for them to produce this content they've got to follow these kids around for three days that that's three days that the imagineers or or whoever they've got in to help are using up whereas the cooking you know you sit the judge down they, they sit there they, they make some snarky comments half an hour eat some food you're done that yeah. that it's not they, a big time commitment it's not a big money commitment they probably were able to get the entire season knocked out in the, in the time it takes them to make one episode of shop class. I'm just going to have a Honestly, look. Honestly, probably true. 
because if they did two or three a day, they could get through the whole lot in three days and use that, use that, um, the set and all the rest. I'm just going to see how many episodes were of the new season of Be Our Chef. Um, 11 episodes, random number. But um, yeah, so we've got 11 episodes. So um, interesting to see where they go with that one because that's obviously three, three months we've got this one. But yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they got them all knocked out in a week, two weeks max. Um, so hopefully if the numbers are up, it was definitely noticeable yesterday when the, when the stories have been going up and the trailers have been going up that the interest was not there on the, on mainstream level. It's one of those. It's always one of those really annoying things. There's nothing original on Disney Plus. Well, we put the original stuff on there. No one watches. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's the same old yeah. song and dance, and we've yeah. talked about it plenty of times. Oh, we don't want the Lion King remake. Stop destroying it. Goes makes a billion dollars. Uh, oh, we, we, we want something original and onward bang. Well, no one goes to see that. Well, <laughs> yeah, <but>. asterisks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it is a very strange, strange thing of what, how people react to all of this stuff of, but generally as a whole, I mean, it's just quite, we're in this like weird bit, I think with Disney plus. Just, and I don't know whether or not in some ways the virus is actually, I think Disney plus was kind of starting to dip in terms of popularity a bit of people maybe going, there's not really enough on here. I'll wait to the thing. And no, the, the U S subscribers have kind of flattened off because interest generally as a whole, you could see on the data that the, um, with the search traffic for Disney plus, when you look at the trends was going down, whereas Netflix is kind of going up. And then we've kind of had the whole situation and suddenly there's been this massive upswing. And then you've had the European launch on top. So suddenly now it's, you know, the subscriber numbers have just skyrocketed and there are so many more people watching it and all these things, but it's just this mass collection of classic stuff is what's pulling everybody in right now. But no, it, it was definitely interesting to see how all of this is kind of hitting of now, how Disney plus kind of came, like you said, that comfort food kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's safe. It's simple. You know, you're going to get something that you can at least watch and, and, a lot of the times too, if you want to, you know, just have it on while you're playing on your smartphone, uh, you know, maybe you're trying out uh, what was the, the Disney Sorcerer's Arena or yeah. whatever launched this week, um, and absolutely smacked you in the face with the amount of um, money that they want you to throw at the game. But you know, you you can sit there and play that while you've got BR Chef or, or um, unless you're in the UK, some National Geographic uh, show or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it was odd, really, because it's like I said, like Be Our Chef went global all on the same day, which is good. But yeah, it is a bit of odd. I must be honest. I am currently playing um, Ori and the Willow with the Ori and the Wisps or something like that on um, Xbox what, um, Xbox Game Pass, which is and I, should, I need to play. There's a few other things, but that's been my main video game. Lately. It's like I know Sorcerer's Arena launched and they're doing all these classic games again. Nope, I've got Xbox Game Pass. If it's still on that, I'm not spending any money <laughs> right now. I'm in full down. I have my subscriptions, and if it isn't covered on that, it ain't, I ain't dipping into my pocket. <laughs> it's really funny not to go too far into the weeds on this, but it was like the first time I turned my Xbox on uh, to actually play a game for the yeah. first time this year. I think maybe since Halloween last year, I booted up um, Halo because I wanted to, be, to play Halo Reach because I remember liking that game. Apparently, I've completely lost the ability to play first-person shooters on, <laughs> on with a controller because I'm, I'm like, wait, hold on, no, I wanted to go up, not to invert the controls. Wait, no, now I'm backwards again. And it's like I, 
I'm ashamed of myself. I forgot how to play with a controller. <laughs> it's, it's, I must be honest. I think and you look, I look at like how these subscription models and stuff have changed and of like, I'm looking at like my WWE one and now all the problems that they're having with all the situation of we've got like WrestleMania next week and it's all, and I'm just going, I'm not really watching it. I need to, you know, if I'm not spending, I'm not spending 10 pound a month on this after WrestleMania. And it's like a thing of, People are going to be doing that. And, you know, people will be looking at Disney. If their kids are watching one movie a day, it's going to quickly be very good. Yeah, fine. You know, this is worth it. Five, six, six pound a month, whatever. And that's where it's going to come in right now. If they get, if, and also they can set this up because if lots of people are watching it now, that annual pass or the free year pass is suddenly going to seem so much worth it because they will be able to get their entire probably year's worth out of it. Because, I mean, essentially, if the kids are out of school now till like September, you know, that's a long time at home. They read Disney Plus is almost essentially now going to become a mainstream. You've got to have it if you if your kids are home. And apparently, I think was it fifty five percent of the population of the US have Disney Plus if they've got kids. And it's like I'm not surprised because it's at that price, it's ridiculous. I mean, especially here, it was like fifty quid for a year's worth. It's four pound a month, literally a pound a week. I mean, if you're not, it's like you only have to watch one thing a week, as far as I'm concerned, for it to be to be value for money. Obviously, they all. This is where again, how many people are looking at all their monthly subscriptions and going to cut what we're not watching, or mm-hmm. going, you know, you know, everyone's struggling with, you know, a lot of people are struggling with finances and stuff. I mean, and just like now, just going, right, I'm not spending any money. I've got my subscriptions. That is what I'm. That's what I need. I can't use anything more than that. If, that new video game or a movie comes out it's like no i've got mountains of stuff on streaming and i don't need to buy anything i've got so much here and i think that's again where people are trying to save money where these streaming services can really pick up yeah uh people who've got a backlog of video games books movies anything uh i think a lot of people are looking at going all right i I can't justify spending right now because I'm not sure if my income yeah. is stable at the moment. I, I don't know, you know, whether or not you have a job yeah. at the moment, whether or not you unfortunately got, got hit with something because of all this. People are going, no, nope, I've got to make sure that I've, I've got money for necessities. So, you know, that book that I bought four years ago, put on the shelf, that's getting read because, yeah. you know, that, that money's already spent. I'm not getting it back. Well, I mean, I think it's like this whole thing, like with on, like we said with Onward, of it's twenty twenty dollars to to buy it. Um, obviously, you can watch them, and there's a thing of it's if it was coming to if they said it was coming to Disney Plus in June, I still probably I might have been more tempted to rent it at five quid, but there was like no chance I'm going to buy it. They kind of I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot with, but I still think Onward seems to be the exception. I think even Frozen Two. I mean, I I'm. I know why they did that, but those two movies, putting them on so early, have set this whole chain of motion into, have raised expectations of what Disney can do. And I don't think they, they in some ways have caused a problem for themselves by doing it. Um, and then there's a whole other question of how long this is going to go on and whether or not theatres are going to, when they're going to reopen, will people go back the same way? Has the, the system that, you know, will people more likely stay at home? And watch streaming and you know watch digital it's change it's going to change so many habits over the next couple of months of all of this that it will it is going to have a long run i don't think it will ever go back to normal no this movies especially are going to be uh, a paradigm shift in how we view them and how they're produced and how they're released it 
the entire market's going to change. Now, it could end up being that uh, drive-in movie theaters have a renaissance mm-hmm. where people like, because I, I know they're popular at the moment because yeah. you get to keep the social distancing aspect mm-hmm. and you still get to see the, the theater experience. But I just, I don't see movies. Now, you could argue the flip side though. You know, um, we're in quarantine or, or shelter at home or whatever for, I don't know, let's say three months. You get to three months plus one day and people are like, I need to go to the theaters right now. I need to do something that feels normal. And all of a sudden theaters just have a boom. I think, you know, people, you know, going out to beaches and stuff like that and parks, I think that's all good. But there's that part of me that wonders, will people want to, you know, where we're all going to be so conditioned of step, you know, like you go out for a walk and you're stepping away from people and walking and moving away from people and sitting in a theater next to two people on either side of me that I do not know coffin eating their sweets it's you this is going to set paranoia up for the rest of your life and then there's other thing as well of um moving forward of if it starts becoming you know if we have the swing background again in the wind in the fall um that could then have this knock-on effect of like you know because they're already talking about how it could be kind of these measures are going to have to come in and out depending on what's going on. And, you know, we could get all through this and suddenly it swings back around again in the fall. And then we're kind of back into the, you know, people not going to cinemas again and whether or not the cinemas are going to be there. I mean, they're all furloughed and all the rest of it and they're getting bailouts, but you know, if they have a bad six months after everything comes back, whether or not they can survive all the rest of it, you know, I know a lot of businesses are going to, they're going to need to not only get back up and running, but they're going to be taking needed to be taking more money than they were before they closed down to keep going. And I don't know, but cinemas, you know, they, they've been, they were a bit ropey before they went into all of this. And now this has just speeded it all up, but it does show you Disney were right at the right time to be there for this with Disney plus. And like you said, you know, HBO max and Comcast ones and all the rest of it, you know, they're all, they don't want to push their their launches back, but I think is is I think Comcast start theirs what April for certain customers. I don't know when is HBO's the 15th. May. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure on HBO Max. Obviously, I'm I'm keeping a fairly close yeah. eye on that one because it's got a, a catalog of of movies and and shows that looks amazing. Uh, and I hope they keep the timetable. And it's another one where I'm alongside people going, release it now, release it now. I know I know it's not ready, but you know if you can. HBO, if they can get that out, there's some shows on there that will be yeah, that will did, definitely help. We just we just finished off the HBO's The Outsider last night, and then we've just I started up HBO's The Avenue Five, and that was awful. And then I think what else is it? My wife is so she goes, "Are you actually going to? I've got to finish Game of Thrones." You know, now you got all this time. I'm like, mm, I don't know yet. <laughs> you know, you might as well just to just to be part of the in group that knows what everyone's complaining about. I've seen the first one and a half seasons, but that's about it. But oh, oh no, you've got yeah. a ways. Now in that case, yeah, I don't know. You could you could watch and then stop at the end of season six, maybe. Yeah, I've cut. I've, it's that thing. Of, like I said, I was just trying to. I don't want to. I'm really very very much aware of the fact that I do not want to sit on that couch watching TV and movies because what I find then is you get to about five or four o'clock in the afternoon and you you've had enough. You don't, and then. My wife comes back from the hospital and then suddenly then, you know, she wants to chill out and watch TV and you're like, oh, I'm just, so I'm not trying to play games, make videos, do articles, go out for walks, just build Lego and just kind of stay away. <laughs> trying to do the exact opposite, I think, of what I, of the thing is like, I can't, it's like, 
but still got to get you know all these movies and stuff in but yeah i'm just being a, very cautious of the idea of not spending too much time because it's coming it's gonna be a long time but nevertheless i think that pretty much wraps up uh, most of the disney plus news from this week um, and thank you very much for joining us and obviously listening and hopefully you guys can um are enjoying disney plus as well especially those of us within in europe we'll be back next week um with some more disney plus news hopefully next week as well we'll be doing our thoughts on some of these new disney nature documentaries and onward and things like that and until that note we shall see you guys in another episode laters wash your hands mm-hmm.